Welcome to Balance Your Life Podcast. My name is Megan Farrell and I am the host of the show. This podcast is designed to inspire and empower you to start and maintain your own wellness journey so you can become the best version of yourself. Let's begin. Happy Monday, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Balance Your Life Podcast. I am your host, Megan Farrell Gordon. And today on the podcast, we are covering a variety of topics, including the melt method, various cycles in your life, and how to regulate your nervous system with Sarah Vittori. Sarah is a somatic experiencing practitioner, a multidimensional guide, and intuitive healer. She is passionate about supporting space holders, leaders, and entrepreneurs at the somatic and energetic levels to expand their capacity to be in flow of life and business with more ease. Who doesn't want that? She blends her years of studying various modalities with her energetic gifts and medicine. She works with humans so that their physical and energetic bodies can more easily digest and integrate the rapid change, growth, and expansion that is unfolding within ourselves, our containers, our families, and the planet. Sarah is also a peak performance coach working with athletes and performers to overcome blocks and fears, a level two melt method instructor supporting others with their connective tissues and nervous system health, a somatic educator and mentor of coaches. Sarah is a well-rounded individual. She is a mystical Jewish witch, unschooling mama of two boys, and lover of all things magical. Sarah is here to shine a light on the infinite potential and possibility we have access to in the hidden realms and within ourselves. Like I was saying, today we cover a variety of different topics. And we really get into how to release stuck energy and stress from the body. We discuss the melt method and how we can use it to sleep better, experience less pain in the body, heal ourselves, and cultivate mobility. We also discuss the importance of hydrating the body for support, protection, and stabilization of our joints tips and exercises for reducing and managing stress in our lives, and so much more. And since we are talking so much about how to regulate the nervous system and covering a variety of health and wellness topics, let's discuss red light therapy. A few months ago, I had the opportunity to interview the co-founders of Kala Red Light, and we talked about red light therapy and the benefits of it. Back in the day, I used to go to a tanning salon to use the red light bed, but now you can have red light in the comfort of your home. It helps with improving cognitive function, skin health, better sleep, combating anxiety and depression, reducing inflammation, increasing your libido, boosting energy, and stimulating hair growth, just to name a few. 
If you'd like to learn more about the incredible practice of red light therapy, make sure you check out the interview that I did with Landon and Cameron. Right now, they are giving all Balance Your Life podcast listeners 10% off site-wide when you use code BALANCE by Megan at checkout. That's a really generous offer. These red light therapy devices are amazing Listen to the episode if you haven't done so already. And if you are ready to up-level your health and wellness game, make sure you use code Balance by Megan, M-E-G-H-A-N, at checkout for 10% off site-wide. Another thing that I have in my health and wellness cabinet is CBD, specifically Nature's Remedy CBD. CBD has been a huge game changer in my wellness routine. I take mine at night to help me with my sleep. I take a few drops underneath my tongue. I hold it for 30 seconds, swallow it back, and I sleep the sleep of the dead. We know the importance of sleep and health for the body, and this CBD gets the job done. I'm very specific about the types of products that I use, especially when it comes to ingesting them. And what I love about Nature's Remedy CBD is that it's third-party lab tested, it's vegan, it's organic, it's cruelty-free, non-GMO, solvent-free, and it's made in small batches so you can ensure the quality of the product. There's so much CBD out on the market right now and so many of them are filled of fillers and just nasty additives, but not Nature's Remedy CBD. You can email me today to personally find a fit that works for you. I will make sure that the email is linked in the show notes. So you can email me today to find a CBD product that works for you today. All right. If you guys are ready, please welcome Sarah Vittori to the Balance Your Life podcast. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Welcome to the show, Sarah. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate being here. I would love to know if you could give a little bio of who you are and where in the world you are currently joining us from today. Sure. I am currently in Massachusetts in the Amherst area, which is sort of Western Massachusetts in the States. And I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur and do a lot of different things, but I am a somatic experiencing practitioner and I identify as a guide and intuitive healer. I work a lot with people to help with their nervous systems, if they've sort of been in that habituated going and doing and overworking and having trouble getting out of cycle. So I work a lot to help, help entrepreneurs and other types of humans kind of learn how to digest somatically and energetically what's going on in their body, given sort of the bigness of what's going on in the world and our families and our work. I love that so much. And I have two questions for you. My first one is, can you explain a little bit more? No one or no one, if someone has never heard of the term somatic experience practitioner in layman terms, can you explain what that is? Sure. So this is the body of work from Peter Levine, and he's created this modality called somatic experiencing. It is a trauma modality that looks at our mammalian biology. So it's a looking us through the lens of being mammals and how we're wired to survive. 
So we are looking at sort of that being the foundational drive of behavior and patterns and how we show up in the world. And so we're, we're using that framework when we're working with people to help repattern and reprogram what might be ways we don't want to be operating anymore in our lives. Amazing. And I love at the start of this, you said you were a multifaceted person and we're going to get into some of the topics, but I'm curious what led you to being on this path? Was it, were you raised in a family that was very focused on this? Did health Mm -hmm. and wellness just kind of come into play in your own experience? Like what led you down this path? Sure. Such a, such a good question. And I'm trying to give you sort of like the bullet points. I would say it started as a kid. I was a kid that got weird things. I had a lot of strange autoimmune illnesses. I was in the hospital for various tick-borne illnesses, not just Lyme disease, other weird things. Um, And so through my life, I had always just been going to lots of different kinds of alternative practitioners. And my, my mom was sort of like on a mission to, to figure out what was wrong with me. And that was a way we bonded and connected. And it's a way that my body tries to connect with people. So I get sick or I hurt my body a lot. And it's a way I've learned over time, right, that I get love and connection. So that's sort of, I think, where things started. And then I did my master's in education for guidance counseling and stepped into a high school as a guidance counselor, very unprepared for being in the system that I was in and found myself, you know, I was always a type A person and a perfectionist and overdoing and overworking and those kinds of behaviors. And what started to happen in my guidance counseling role was I completely burned myself out and a lot of autoimmune issues started to show up in my system and I kept ignoring and I kept ignoring until I really (laughs) couldn't ignore anymore. So I lasted about five years. And during that time was when I found somatic experiencing, I did the training while I was working as the guidance counselor. And I started to wake up to the fact that wow, like I have this body that's communicating to me and I'm not listening. (laughs) And because of that, right, all of these things are showing up. So about five and a half years ago, I quit my job to really care for my health and start my own business. And so that really in, in that time over the last five and a half years, I would say it's when I've really kind of launched into my healing and working with different kinds of modalities. I love to learn. So I have like a million different certifications and different things I've studied that sort of like feed into how I work with my own system, but also how I'm, I'm working with clients and groups. Amazing. It's funny that you say, you know, uh, your body was giving you all these signals that, you know, it was going into honestly, like an overdrive. And I feel like it's, it's something we always like, in my experience, I always hear from people, people are always like, Oh my God, I had no idea like why this is happening to me. And it's like, really? Like you have no (laughs) idea why you're, you know, feeling this way or suffering with this thing. Like the body doesn't lie. It gives you signals that there's something off and out of alignment. And I think we're just programmed to ignore it. Or, you know, especially in the Western world, it's like, that's, that's just life. Like, you know, if you've got a sore back, like that's just life, like learn to deal with it. 
A hundred percent. And, you know, I have another part of my work. I work as a peak performance coach and I work a lot with high level athletes. I work a lot with teenagers and it's just a huge problem that we have around not learning from a young age how to listen to our body, how to know it's communicating, like understanding and recognizing sensation in the body takes practice. And we're, you know, we're taught from the head up, we're praised for our intellect in school, it's all about our knowledge and learning in that way. And we're not really shown sort of physiologically, like how we're wired. Like That's important information. <laughs> it, it really can make or break sort of like how we live in the world. What was the most profound change that you noticed in your life? You said you were struggling with tick-borne illnesses. Mm-hmm. Was there something that you had implemented into your life that you noticed this incredible shift where all of a sudden you're like, I am not experiencing this, this illness anymore or these symptoms anymore? Sure. sure. Yeah. I think that there have been many moments on my journey where I've had that kind of aha in different, in different ways. So somatic, like when I did the somatic experiencing training, that was like a huge, like, wow. And sort of learning about my nervous system and learning that I was stuck in what we call like high activation, which is sort of the state where we're like, just always going and doing and being and uh, the people pleasing and making sure everybody's okay. And sort of from that frenetic energy So that was a huge moment for me. I think quitting my job and sinking into my own cycle, like being able to wake up when I needed to, you know, or rest if I have two kids. So maybe not wake up when I need to, but, you know, rest after they were in school or take naps or schedule my day. So like I could really create space to tune into the body. I think you know, when we start to learn about embodiment or we're learning about the nervous system, sometimes people can feel like, oh, it's just supposed to be so easy. Like now I know, but we're so used to operating in a particular way. The slowing down for me was huge, was another sort of like huge aha, like, wow, this is really what it is. Cause then I could drink water. If I was thirsty, I could make myself something to eat. I had space to cook nutritious food because I was home as opposed to, you know, needing to be out the door for 6am to get to school, to be there till five. I mean, it, it creates a whole different setup in terms of how I was living cyclically. And then I would say I found the melt method which is a self-treatment modality that uses these little rubber balls and these super large, soft, really bendy foam rollers to hydrate the connective tissue. And when I started to learn about our connective tissue system, which is sort of this like fluid matrix in our body, which houses our nervous system receptors. So all our nervous system receptors like live in this fluid. And if we're not keeping it flush and fluid and hydrated, we're going to have issues. It causes stuck stress in our body. It causes pain. It causes interruptions with your sleep, right? Difficulty with lots of, you know, different components. That for me was a game changer. I all of a sudden wasn't having pain anymore. I was sleeping through the night, like not getting up to pee. I mean, I was someone who would get up four or five times a night to pee and, you know, and now I don't. And I'm not waking up in pain. So that for me was a huge piece because I was carrying a lot of pain in my body to be able to like do a thing and like immediately feel better. 
When we were talking back and forth before hopping on this call, you had mentioned that you were trained in the melt method. And I was yeah. instantly like, Ooh, this sounds really cool. Yeah. We got to talk about this. And from a hydration perspective, because I'm in the yoga world. So yeah. I'm very familiar even with like yin yoga, which is yes. we work on the fascia and the connective tissue. However, for me, it was more like doing it from the perspective of mobility and flexibility. And I love that you come from a perspective of like hydrating the fascia. So maybe we can talk a little bit more about what the melt method is. And, you know, for someone who's like hydrate the fascia, like, what does that mean? What does that mean? And like, why, why should I like really, I don't want to say like care about it, but why is it so important to invest learning into it and taking care of it? Yeah, no, such great question. So the melt method was developed by a woman named Sue Hitzman. She is just amazing woman. She's in New York. She actually lives in Miami now, but she was a manual therapist. So she would be having people in her office and manipulating their bodies so that they could feel better and have less pain. And she discovered that people would feel better, leave her office and feel better. And then the very next day or three hours later or two days later, be back in pain or not feel good anymore. So this this is a newer modality, but we're still talking about 12 years old where she then, you know, designed the balls, designed the rollers to look at the meridian lines and how our fluid moves in our system to create a self-treatment modality that you could do on your own, that you don't need a practitioner to be working on so that people could have longer relief in between sessions. So MELT is uh, this self-treatment modality where you're doing hand and foot treatments with the little rubber balls and it's moving the fluid and it's flushing out and clearing out what I would identify as like sediment in our system. So like, if you think about the connective tissue, like a river, like over time in a river anywhere, right? Like sediment builds up on the sides or builds up as we sort of like navigate life and sediment builds up because we're doing repetitive motion. So like we're sitting at our desks or we're in our car driving, or if you're a yoga practitioner, you're holding certain stretches and lengths right in your system. And so repetitive movement causes this stuckness, right? Or like me and you, we're both sitting on our butts right now, right? That's compressing the fascial tissue in like in our hips underneath us in our thighs. And so what melt is doing is like flushing the sentiment and bringing the, the hydration back in the other piece that brings the sediment is just aging. So just as we get older um, and are navigating the aging process, this sort of stuckness gets built up in the system. And so the melt is this modality that if you're just three times a week for about 10 to 15 minutes, it's going to start to invite in this fluidity that you're talking about. And also it's bringing in support protection and stabilization for our joints. Because the fascial, like all of this connective tissue is is everywhere, (laughs) houses everything and supports and stabilizes and protects all of our muscles and bones and our joints. So for like yoga practitioners, or if you're an athlete, I work a lot with this with my athletes, it is a way to help your balance, help your memory, 
like help you feel better after you have a hard workout. So, and it increases um, healing properties. I mean, there's, <laughs> it's magic. There's so many things that it does. Um, and it's all based in science. So that's where I geek out on it. Cause I, I love me some woo woo, but this is like really rooted in the system of, of our, of our body. No, and I love it because I'm really into the woo-woo too, but I'm also like, let's get some science behind it as well. But I, it wasn't the melt method that I had done, but I had worked with another, I did a workshop with a girl at a studio that I used to go to and it was, it was like a myofascial release. And I will tell you, I had, it's like, it's ingrained in my memory. One of the best night's sleep I've ever had after doing that workshop. And we did it for like an hour and a half. And I literally was like floating out of there. Like you just, it's, you almost don't know how much you need it until after it's done. And you're like, oh my God, I never realized like how tense and tight I am. Or, you know, for her, it was there's so much to it. Like I I understand too, that it can be very detoxifying, but for her too, she had started getting into it because she was having horrible, like stomach problems and like IBS. And she started like literally like rolling out her stomach. And she was like, within a week, all of my symptoms had more or less disappeared. Like it really is incredible to work the fascia and we just don't talk about it enough. Exactly. And it's amazing because it is like the super highway of how everything is communicating. Mm-hmm. And so what I love about melt is not, I wouldn't say it's a substitute for any of the ways that you take care of yourself. It's like an additional component that then makes everything that you're doing work better. Right. So if you have regular massages and then you're melting in between, right, like you're going to feel much better. I have a lot of clients that have like acupuncture treatments or, you know, other alternative practices that they're in for their health and being consistent with the melt in between. They don't have to go every two weeks. They go once a month or, you know, it's a way that really sustains the health in the body. Um, And it's and it's amazing. I mean, sleep is a is a huge component. Um, The other the other piece that I love about it. And when I found it, I like, couldn't believe the connection like to the nervous system. And cause I work a lot with people who are what, you know, identify as dysregulated or not being able to sort of like come out of anger or like come out of busyness, you know, and, and have trouble slowing down and resting. And so what I love about Mel is that every time you get on a roller or every time you're doing a hand and foot treatment, it's bringing your whole nervous system down into the rest and digest. It's bringing it into that parasympathetic response so that, you know, if you're struggling sleeping, you just hop on the roller, do a rebalance sequence, and then you're getting your nervous system in the place that it needs to be in order to rest, or you're getting it into the place where it needs to be in order to heal at an ultimate capacity. So it becomes sort of like a support for people who struggle with calming themselves down or struggle with meditation and they can't sit still. It's like a thing to do (laughs) that helps your body learn how to be more efficient. Can you talk a little bit even more about the scientific benefits on the nervous system? Because Like, is it the fact that you're just taking good care of yourself? I mean, even the concept of what I just said, like I did an hour and a half workshop for some people right there, they're going, I don't have an hour and a half to do this. Like, if that's what it takes, I can't, I can't dedicate that time to it. Like, are we talking like if you do five minutes, you know, on a certain body part, like, Mm -hmm. how is it helping the nervous system to relax and calm down? 
Sure. So for melt specifically, like a hand treatment, when you know how to do it and you're not having to think about the steps or you're watching a video, you can do a mini hand treatment in, in the four minutes, right? Or if I'm doing a full hand treatment or a full end of full foot, it might take me mm, 12 minutes. So it's not, so if we're using sort of like the, the balls and doing hand and feet treatment, it's not a huge commitment. And it's what I really like about it because I know people are so busy. It's so hard to fit in these new components. What happens with melt though, is that there's such a significant release. Like you're talking about, you were there for a, a whole hour and a half. I mean, that's amazing. Like you're going to really feel a shift in your system, right? But this is such a short amount of time and you get an immediate effect in your body. And so then it's more motivating to do it because you know, you're going to feel good. And so what's happening though, when you're either getting on a roller to like, she has sequences, like, so you could do a full hour class. I could do an hour and a half class. I could do 20 minutes where you're targeting different body parts, but there's one of the uh, most popular sequences is something called the rebalance sequence, where it's designed to rebalance your nervous system. Like it's designed to bring your nervous system into like a down-regulated state. So if you're really jacked up, you get on it, you do a little, a few little moves, and then it sort of settle, settles your system. And so I would say in general, from a nervous system perspective, like the health of our nervous system is essential. It is the foundation of how we be and operate in the world. And so if we're going to pick like one thing to do or two things to kind of care for ourselves, it's you know, from my lens, right? And we all come with different expertise and different backgrounds, but from my lens, sort of really caring for your nervous system in either this way or in other ways is essential to our health. I couldn't agree more with you. And I would love if you could, let's say somebody is coming to you and they're like, I know I'm constantly stuck in this fight or flight Mm -hmm. uh, system. Like I I have a really hard time calming down. I'm always constantly like just high strung in an ideal world. You get to recommend what would be answer to their prayers as far as like getting them back to normal. Are you offering, what sort of modalities are you offering besides melt into their life? Is there other things that you think really pair nicely with melt or, you know, it could be two things. It could be three things. You could be like in an ideal world, here are the 10 things that I recommend. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. What a question. So I would say that first off, we're all different and we all need different things based on sort of like what's showing up for us. So I want to start by saying that. So with someone, I might start with nutrition because that's a huge component of things. Someone else might come in and have a a completely really natural, healthy way of that they're caring and eating and nurturing their body, right? And so then we're starting in a different lens. But ultimately what I'm starting with everybody on who comes in with that profile that you're describing is helping just learn. So it's a education around what does your nervous system feel like? How is it communicating to you? It communicates through sensation. So teaching these activation and deactivation cycles that we go through automatically in our body and helping people learn like how to recognize that in their system. Because oftentimes we're really, we get stuck on, right? Or we get stuck in that habituated place. And so in order to change that, 
I have to notice that I'm doing it in the first place, right? <laughs> so there's a lot of awareness building that, that starts and then inviting in more concepts of regulation, which would be, you know, learning how to interrupt yourself when you notice you're in the urgency or when you notice you can't stop, right? How do you just even pause? So that's sort of the, where I start with people and, and learning on like a zero to 10 scale um, for their body where 10 is like, I'm freaking out or I'm so nervous or I'm so angry, I'm going to punch something where zero is like, I'm calm and relaxed. It's vacation. Nothing's going on. Like, where are you in your life is zero? Because most of the people that come to see me when I ask them that question, they say never, or they say, oh, that one time six years ago when I was on vacation for 10 days. Right. And so it's like, I'm not going to feel better if I'm never at a place where my body is in, in a restoration or recalibration spot. So we heal and we feel better when our body is able to, to be in that down regulation, that parasympathetic space. So a lot of our healing comes at, at nighttime when we're in really deep rest states or if we're meditating or being in that place. So helping the body learn that it's safe to be there, mm-hmm. right? The habituated doing or overriding is coming from a survival pattern. Like that's what's worked to keep our ancestors safe. That's what worked to maybe keep our parents safe. And we learned as kids or in the environments that we grew up in that that's what gets praised or that's what gets love from your, from your caregivers. So we have to reteach our bodies how to be okay with slowing down. And that starts with just even recognizing what that is. And that's why I love melt because melt, it gives you the thing to do that will put your system in the down regulation as opposed to like a lot of people start with meditation. If I'm chronically in an activated state and then you make me sit down in that, that's going to be like a really hard thing to do for someone with that kind of profile. So starting in ways that, that we can have success to help bring the body out of the holding. Amazing. I feel like that awareness piece is key to literally everything that we do in our life. And it comes up so many times in different kind of contexts and in set in different ways, but it's this idea of like observation of awareness of, you know, tuning into the body. So if someone's coming to you, do you have a couple of exercises that you do with somebody are you getting them to you know tell me about your morning how do you feel in traffic how do you Mm -hmm. feel with your kid like how do you get them to become aware Mm -hmm. because like you said sometimes people like I like I don't feel that thing like I'm always just I'm high strung but I'm like I'm fine I I don't feel like I struggle with anger are they writing things down are they recording Mm -hmm. are you getting them to do physical activity where they're like wow, I never noticed that like my side body is so mm-hmm. tight and tense. Like, what does mm-hmm. that mean? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So I do really start with that zero to 10 scale and being in discussion in session and then ref- have them take reflection outside in between session and really starting to recognize difference in the body in terms of how activated they are. So if someone's never a zero, you can prompt them to find a time at some point where they might've felt it once. And then we start with that. And then we look at sort of, okay, if you're not a zero, like what is that baseline for you? Are you a three? Is it a four? Are you hovering at a five? 
so that when people are in their lives, they can start to recognize, oh, I'm a six right now, or, oh, I'm a five, or I just went for a walk and now I feel like I'm a two. Wow. I feel like lighter. So I think noticing difference is a huge piece that we can learn how to do better because particularly with health for anybody in the audience right, who struggles with autoimmune illness or like chronic pain or when you're don't feel good, it's miserable. And our bodies focus on how miserable it is because it is the danger in the body. Our body is very good at like identifying where there's a problem. And so when we can start to learn how to notice, oh, I feel a little bit better here instead of the all or nothing, I either feel great or I feel really bad, right? So starting to notice little differences, that's also sort of a place that I start with. And we're also learning tools and techniques and strategies that are targeting your physiology that you can be doing to help you settle down. So everybody's system's different. And so I have a huge plethora of tools that I'm bringing with people. And what people's job is then at that point is to try a bunch of stuff and to start to see, oh, I feel really good when I tried that or that thing didn't work. I didn't like that. And starting to evaluate for their own body what is the just right medicine for them? Because I'm not in people's bodies. I'm in mine. (laughs) And so I know it works for me. And I have a lot of education and can support people to figure that out. But it's all about learning for yourself around, oh, what are the things that I do? And then I feel better. I have a two part question. It's like part A, part B. Okay. Who is this method for? Is it, I mean, sometimes people come right away and they go, well, athletes, right? They're tight, they're tense, they're mm-hmm. strength training. Like how they, of course they need to find mobility. And then part B, is there anyone who this is not for? Like if you're pregnant, let's say maybe mm-hmm. you wouldn't recommend that. Or is there like a people, this is ideal for these people. And it mm-hmm. maybe talk to your MD or something about it for these people. Mm-hmm. So with melts, if we're talking about melts specifically, it is actually, it's super gentle and it really is for everyone. And so when you're pregnant, you can do a hand or foot treatment. There are half rollers. So we have, I have a full roller here. And so you'll see it's, it's not a regular foam roller. It's super, super soft. And so sometimes when people are pregnant, we'll use this up against the wall because you're lying on it on your spine or on other body parts. So we might put it up against a wall that would give sort of like less compression. So it is determined by pain. So what I also love about melt is that people are learning their pain cues. They're learning not to override them. They're learning, oh, I'm controlling all this movement. I get to ease up if it hurts. So melt is for everybody. And I would also say nervous system regulation in general, sort of like what we've been kind of talking about, this is the foundation of everybody's health right? If I'm chronically stuck, firing adrenaline and cortisol, because I'm just still going, right? Like my system's not designed to tolerate that for so long. And that's why we have illness and disease. And so for me, you know, I never stopped as a kid, I was always doing and and overachieving and, and never resting. And that stacked in my system. And that's sort of where my chronic illness comes from. So, so I would say this is a gentle approach when we're talking about nervous system health and healing. It's a way to be in relationship and learn about your body so that you then can feel better. Perfect. It's funny. I like 
I teach prenatal yoga. And one Mm -hmm. of the things I do is I make my, I make that sound so like demanding. I suggest my, I (laughs) I invite them, my prenatal mamas to um, roll out the bottom of their feet, just with a like a really soft ball, because I feel like that's such a common thing. And not necessarily just with pregnancy, but like in general people, like the bottom of the foot is so sensitive to people. And it's also one of those areas, unless you're going for like a massage or a pedicure where they're working the tissue there, like there are some people you touch it or, you know, they roll their feet out and it's immediately like, Oh my God, it's so tight and tense, but I do it every morning and I, I love rolling up. You would love a foot treatment. I got to get you a ball. Oh my God. It'd be so good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and there are all these pressure points that are on the bottom of the feet that like line up to different organs in the body system. So oftentimes when, and same on the hands. So when you're doing your hand or foot treatment with the melt ball, certain points might be more tender that then give you insights into what internally might be going on. Oh, there might be a lung thing happening, might be some kidney care needed. So it's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's so much information that our feet and our hands are communicating to us and we don't, we don't take care of them. I'm curious now that you said that, have you ever done a treatment on somebody like on their foot or their hand and something's come up where it's like, oh my God, they're, they actually have some sort of kidney mal, I don't, malfunction going on, but something is actually with their kidney. Like, how would you know if it was something other than just the bottom of their feet? That would be incredible. Yeah. So the Sue Hitzman who created melt really did a lot of studying in Chinese medicine. And so there are all of these different pressure points that are linked to the, to the different organs. And so that sort of like, when you notice that a certain spot is sore, it could give you insight in, into that. So I know for me, when a certain spot is sore, I need more water. Mm. I, you know, so I would say more so within my own self, because I've been doing it for so long, as opposed to a client having sort of like a chronic issue with a particular point, but I know other instructors have posted posted about it all the time. So yeah, I mean, it helps provide other insights to what's going on in the body. Oh, that would be so handy to, to know about yourself. You're just like, oh, I'm just dehydrated because my big toe is a little sore. You had mentioned at the start of this the concept of cycles. Mm-hmm. And I would love, because for me too, like I hear that word and I'm like, oh, period cycles. But mm-hmm. what, what do you mean when you say cycles? And can you elaborate a little bit more on how being in tune with yours really helped to change your, change your life, like change your perspective or act, just, you know, get you into a better uh, state of mind? Yeah, Absolutely. There's so much to say about cycles. I was, because I know we were potentially going to talk about this. So I was jotting some notes down before we are cyclical beings, right? We're living processes. We're not a fixed state. And so like you're saying, like for, if you're female identified and you have reproductive system, you're cycling through your menstrual cycle, but we're living in a world in an environment that also have cycles. We have seasonal cycles. We have moon cycles, right? The growth cycles of plants. So there are natural unfoldings that are designed externally and then also with in us because we're part also of the planet that operate in a particular way and so for me 
or anybody, right? We're conditioned in a particular way. Like you grow up, you get a job, you work a nine to five, or you work the hours that you're expected, you're tired, too bad, take coffee, right? And to be in that process for yourself, but not connected to what you might actually need. You're on someone else's timeline, you're on someone else's schedule. And so the biggest shift for me when I quit my job was learning how to recognize even what my cycles were and separate from my menstruation cycle. And we can talk about that too. There's sort of this like natural process that we go through where we can harness activity at certain points and we can harness rest periods at certain points, depending where we are, but just in a day-to-day functioning standpoint, learning what the body is communicating so that we can choose into that and be in healthy cycles. And there are also cycles of healing in the body from a nervous system lens. We're cycling through activation and deactivation cycles when it's a healthy system, when we're operating really well. And when we're not there, it gets stuck. So we might, you know, get stuck what I would call like up here where we're like really over-functioning and can't get out of that. And then because of that, we're more moody or we're irritated or we're exhausted or we get sick because we're burnt out, right? When those things get interrupted. And so learning how our own body works, what we need for rest, when to go to bed, when our body wants to get up, when we want to eat, not because someone tells us, oh, you have to eat three meals a day or, oh, do small meals, six meals a day, whatever the information that's coming at us, we can really learn how to harness what our own system needs, but we have to learn about how our body communicates before we can do that. This is such a fun topic for me. And also I feel like in the health and wellness field, it can be so overwhelming because people are like, do this, do this cycle, follow this cycle. You should be intermittent fasting. No, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be following your period. You should be following the moon cycles. And it's like, people come to me all the time and they go, I don't even know where the F to start because yeah, yeah, yeah. 19,000 people are telling me different things. And you know, again, it's this piece of observation of awareness and knowing what works for you. But where do you suggest people start when it comes to kind of identifying maybe what their cycle is? Do you recommend, you know, for for people who identify as females, like start to follow your menstrual cycle? Or are you more like just start to follow your healing cycle? Like, how does somebody even do step one to figure out where to go from here? Yeah, it's it's such a (laughs) fun question and conversation to be in. It's so oversaturated and everybody is an expert and, and it's true. I mean, there's so many different approaches and so many different ways you can look at your body and it really is about trying different things and seeing what works best for you. I'm a big proponent of learning your cycle within the cycle. Right. And so for me, I started by one paying attention to my menstrual cycle and tracking. And if anybody needs a good tracker, there's a beautiful journal called the cycles journal that is super comprehensive and makes it really easy to learn about the different stages in your cycle and to, to check off symptoms. And it's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of artwork. And then also starting to notice seasonal cycles. There are certain 
aspects of seasonal cycles and our menstrual cycles that line up. There's periods for release. There's periods for hibernation and rest. That would be winter, right? There's periods right now we're in this like ramping up as we move towards summer solstice. So there's a little bit more energy and life force. And that's when we can get really creative. So when we start to notice seasonally, and that's kind of how it started for me, I started to like, I would sit outside because I was home (laughs) and I would notice what was going on in my, in my yard for the first time ever, I never paid attention (laughs) to that stuff. And it was amazing how stuff started to line up and start to line up with my period. I started to notice that my period would line up with the moon cycles. I would be bleeding on a full moon or bleeding on a new moon and just kind of noticing the connections. So my invitation to the audience, the starting place is to be patient with yourself and to pick one thing that feels interesting to start to pay attention to. And then to start to kind of collect evidence about that. I think underneath all of it, going back to sort of that baseline conversation around like, where are you a zero? Like that in general, like we want to be sensing shifts and changes from in our bodies from like a more, a more baseline place. And so learning your baseline and being able to help your body calm down so you can get to a place where you can be evaluating and noticing these things is like, yeah, would be sort of like the step zero before kind of step one. Yeah. It's that key piece of awareness that we keep drilling into Mm -hmm. people's brain. It's so important. And like you said, I think it's for a lot of people, it's just, yes, there's, it seems like 50 million things that you can pick from, but follow your curiosity. Like what is one thing that you are interested about? And it's funny because I've had people on the podcast who talked about menstrual cycles and as far as like work and energy and even exercise. And I started to notice that for me, I could definitely pinpoint that energy flow when I'm ovulating, I have more energy when I'm menstruating, I'm crashing, but I never resonated with the fitness side of things, right? It's like when you're ovulating, you do more hit when you're menstruating, Mm. you do more gentle that didn't resonate with me. So it's like, you don't have to take everything that people are saying and run like, drop it, leave it behind. And it's, you know, I'm trying to remember if you and I, I feel like we connected over human design, like, even that piece was super, super exciting and interesting to me, because I used to consistently joke, especially when I was getting to the point of like going into the corporate world, I'd be like, I need, ideally, I need a job that's like 10 to 2 p.m., like 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. I don't want to work more than I love my sleep. I want to be able to like, let like just not work all the time. And then you find that piece out and you're like, oh, this all makes a lot of sense. So it's, yeah, I think it's just like, follow your curiosity curiosity if you're really drawn to like this idea of moon cycles mm-hmm. try that and just yes. you know take what resonates with you and leave behind what doesn't absolutely and i would also add to i mean i really love everything you're saying the patience piece and and permission for it not to be linear yes i think we want to sort of like learn the thing and then do it always and then be fixed and, yeah. and better and you know healing or wellness is a, is cycle and we go through different phases where maybe we've paid attention to something and that's made us feel better. And then we kind of like 
stop doing it and then we don't feel so good. And a lot of clients come because they're frustrated. They feel like they can't sustain anything. And yet it's, it's recommitting and it's, you know, inviting in that, you know, new awareness of, okay, what stopped working now let's, let's add it back in or let's try something different and being okay with that. Like yeah. and giving yourself permission to, to have that happen. I would love to know because you seem very in tune with yourself, uh-huh. but I can also appreciate things change as we grow, as we morph and transform. But currently, like, what do some of your routines look like? Do you have a morning routine? Do you gravitate towards more of an evening? Do you have both? Is there a wellness routine? Like, what do your routines look like? Yeah. So uh, something that I work on, I homeschool my eight-year-old and my 16-year-old is home doing online school. Um, So I have kids home all the time. So my routine is about getting creative with the spaces. So I always take my morning, my husband leaves at about 6.30. So I usually take that opportunity to get up and I will melt or I will journal. I'm really into dream work these days. So I'll journal my dreams. I'll be in, I'll make sure I get my water with lemon and I have hot water with lemon. That's how I always start my day to sort of flush out my system. So I'm in sort of those practices at the beginning. And then because I'm home, my son and I always do like one physical thing a day together. So like we'll go hiking or we'll have a a reservoir that's near us. We'll go for a walk. He'll be outside on his bike and I'll be walking up and down. So I'm trying to do one movement thing with him. And then I have a movement practice that I'm in. I'm a dancer. I love moving my body. And so I try to make sure I'm dancing once a day for at least two songs. If not, if not more, if, if I can really step into a practice for a half hour or an hour, I will. But most of the time, you know, I'm getting the one or two songs in. Is it intuitive dancing or are you following like a program? Yeah. Yeah, It's intuitive movement at this point Uh, for a while. If anyone is looking for movement practice, I was teaching Nia, which is a holistic dance fitness that incorporates healing arts and martial arts and dance arts together that has like choreography that you follow. And so that. I was always a dancer as a kid. So when I started my private practice and found me, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Uh, And then the pandemic happened and I stopped teaching. So I'm just put music on. And this is also a way I connect with my body. I put music on and I lie on the floor and I wait until I feel impulse to move. And sometimes I might lie on the floor the whole song. And that's been really hard to let myself do. And that's how I connect to learning and listening to the desires and the impulses that are in my body. Cause for so long I overrode those. So it's something I still have to work on. Awesome. No, I, I like to, I'm not going to say, I would love to be a dancer and I know I'm totally capable of it and stuff, but I'm also that person. I'm like, I don't know what to do. You have to show me how to like, yeah. I'm very, it's so funny. Cause I like do yoga and I'm yeah. like really in the fitness world, but when it comes to dancing, I'm like, I feel like I just have two left feet. Like, I'm like, I don't know how to make this look sexy. I don't know how to make this look fluid. Like people online and you're like, Oh my God, they just look so graceful and beautiful. And I feel like I would be like, 
yikes like put her in the back row type of <laughs> well you might really like Mia I mean because it is very structured and then sometimes they're like free dance for a second and then you know so you can like learn how to be okay with that uh, I might try but- to do some like yoga and make it look like yeah. a dance <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly yeah yeah. Is there anything I haven't asked you, whether it comes to a somatic experiencing technique or the melt method or something to do with cycles or hydration, just anything at all that I haven't asked you that you want the audience to know, or maybe like a tip or trick that you found really valuable in your own uh, home practice? Sure. So many to choose from. So I guess something that would be important to name, because we are talking a lot about nervous system regulation, and we're talking about sort of helping your body calm down. So for those of us who identify as that not being able to stop or being in that overworking, when you notice and bring awareness to that, there is a breathing technique that you can do in order to calm your body down. I think that there's a misconception in some of the wellness communities that to calm your body down, you have to take a deep breath. And that's actually uh, amps up your body. It doesn't calm you down. And so, and so it's really funny having this conversation with athletes. They're like, what? <laughs> so I, I teach a 315 breath or a 448 breath where your exhale is longer than your inhale. And so thinking about oh, as you're building awareness around your own cycles or your own activation in your body or wanting to learn how to stop when you pause, just letting yourself for one or two breaths, have a longer exhale, right? Longer seconds than your inhale down regulates the nervous system, right? So that you don't need to like meditate your way into calmness. Like we're really addressing, like there are physiological things you can be doing that actually help your body calm down. I listened to a podcast episode with Dr. Andrew Huberman. And that was the one thing he said. He's like, stop telling people to take a breath when they need to calm. It is the worst thing you could tell somebody to do. Like stop doing it. And it's true. It's true. It's, it really is true. I mean, I feel like the concept is like, yes, breathing a longer exhale will, but generally people are all amped up that the first thing they do is they breathe in really fast and then they shallow exhale out and it's like you want them to do that longer exhale so yes it is and like yes breathe but you have to be so specific especially when people are in that fight or flight mentality like you have to give very specific instructions to someone to bring them out of that uh, phase Sure. And even as you're building your own self-awareness, if you or someone, you know, listening who knows that you get stuck in sort of that, those patterns or, you know, a fawning response where you're people pleasing and you can't stop, or you're trying to make sure everything's okay to bring in that pause and give yourself permission to sort of invite in that down regulation. I also think just, you know, in general, getting outside Mm -hmm. for a breath or making sure that you're getting your whole nervous system in that healthy energy. I mean, our earth is a beautiful resource. Humans tend to be a little bit on the dysregulated side, right? We've got all our stuff going on, or, you know, I, I live with a very fiery Italian Aries. And so um, I often, you know, he'll come home from work and he's just in his, you know, whatever. And I'll just go outside and be able to breathe in that beautiful regulated energy, So that's another great resource when someone is feeling overwhelmed to just like get themselves 
away from another energy or get themselves in an environment that is more nourishing. And that's, that would be outside. Oh, I love it so much. I always go and I'll like ground my feet on the ground. If I, if I can, if I can, it's like even go and like touch a plant or go and touch a tree. It's this idea of like nature being so grounded. And I understand, I mean, you're from the Massachusetts area. Like it makes, it breaks my heart to see places like New York city or Toronto, where it's just all concrete. And you're like, there's nothing natural around here. There's no living things. Like people need that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's essential to us being able to, to thrive and reconnecting to that and making that important again is, is really important for like the thrival of our species on the planet. Like we need to shift this a little bit and go a little bit back to the old ways Mm -hmm. so we can be getting um, more outside. I see that just even with, with kids and with my kids and shifting to homeschool. It was a big reason why we shifted was so that we could be more outside. Oh, I love it. I love it. Before I send everybody to check out your work and follow you online, I have a final question, which is just a book, podcast, or resource that has brought you incredible value and you want to share with the audience. So many. I know. I'm like, can I give five? (laughs) (laughs) So I would say Kimberly Ann Johnson, who's a somatic experiencing practitioner and a sexological body worker, she has a new book. I think she it launched last year that's called, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. How am I not remembering? That's so funny that I just went completely blank. You'll remember at like two o'clock in the morning. You'll be I like, will. that's it. <laughs> Yes, but I would check out her work and she's an amazing podcast as well around trauma and women in our bodies as cycles. The the book, I think it's Activate Your Inner Jaguar. It's her jaguar work. She has a whole work around looking at our mammalian biology like a jaguar and sort of being able to activate some more of the protective energy as women that often get shut down. It's sort of like a little bit more of that fierceness and um, protective, healthy aggression. And her book is an amazing resource. It breaks down things really simply and has a lot of different practices somatically to be in to help with this nervous system regulation. Oh, I love it. I will definitely have to go and check her out. Sarah, this has been an incredible conversation. If people want to check out your work, maybe they just want to follow along online with you. Where can everybody go and find you? Sure. So my website is sarahvittori.com and my sports website is peakperformwithsarah.com. And then I'm on Instagram at sarah.vittori. Perfect. I will make sure everything is linked in the show notes so people can go right there and connect directly with you. Thank you so much for this conversation. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. If you love this podcast episode, spread the love by sharing this with your friends and family, share it out on social media, and don't forget to give it a five-star rating and review. From the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful that you are here. Until next time.